Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad and thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. A lot of options out there. Uh, there's, I think, over a million podcasts at this point. And so thank you so much for choosing me. I appreciate it. Today on the show, we have Dustin from the Soulless Society podcast. This was a really good conversation. I, I enjoy talking to podcasters. Um, it, we just get to talk shop a little bit. Hopefully not too much inside baseball. I think you'll appreciate it. You might even decide to start a podcast after you uh, hear us just kind of dissect the process and talk about how much damn fun it is. I mean, uh, you get to meet all these cool people like Dustin, and he just has a unique perspective. His show covers so many different topics. You know, he does sports shows. He'll do sports episodes. He'll also have these sort of political, philosophical discussions that really uh, interest me a lot. And uh, then he's also got, you know, a true crime kind of uh, twist going on with it, too. And he just finished up his season one, and I'm really excited to see where he takes this for season two. It's um, He's one of those guys that you just, you recognize that he's got to shine. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah, that guy's going to go places. <laughs> so it's uh, really so much fun to talk to him on the show today, and I, I hope you enjoy it. So... What what kind of uh, my my question to a lot of the podcast um, guests that I have on the show is like what made you decide to to take the plunge? Uh, for me, it was it, I started the idea for this podcast last January, and um, it happened shortly after I was a guest on my friend's podcast, and I was a friend on his show, and I loved it. Like I I absolutely loved it. Like I yeah. knew. A, uh, another friend of mine that was doing it and I used to watch his shows cause he does like the live stream type thing. And so like, for me, I was looking at it like, wow, you know, that's really cool. I would really want to do that. I always had like a really big interest in writing. And mm -hmm. so I was like, well, you know, obviously in today's economy, I'm not going to go to school for journalism. So I may as well transfer words to paper from to words to microphone. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really cool because I, I love the production of your show. Like you have a lot of elements that go into it. And I'm curious, like, did you have any broadcasting experience or no. are you really, you're just kind of like self-taught, no. like going through. I, I taught myself, uh, basically like when I first started, um, like, you know, the idea came to me last January and I started, you know, kind of looking at other podcasts. I started watching, uh, tutorial videos about like how to set up a podcast and like all of these things came up with like these really clear cut and dry ways. And I was like, well, that's not me. I mean, my character mm -hmm. overall is like a more eccentric personality. Like, you know, like my friends yeah. always tell me, like, we like going out with you because we know like, you know, we're always going to have a fun time. There's always going to be something crazy happening. So for me, it was like, I want to do it. Obviously, I'm going to take lessons from more experienced podcasts and like some of these videos, but I, I took it in bits and pieces. Okay. And I was like, all right, let me take these bits and pieces and then put my own spin onto it and make it my own. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it no. really is cuz uh it it's um it's more produced than the average podcast that I hear in terms yeah. of sound bites and you've got some music and the music changes as the you know 
uh, your story kind of moves along. It's uh, it's really good. Yeah, no, I um, I listened to a lot of radio shows growing up. Oh, and, okay. Uh, here in Atlanta, in particular, uh, I think we only have like one rock station left now. But here in Atlanta, you know, we we had these uh, alternative shows, and like you know, we had things like uh, uh, the Woody Show and Nudge at Night and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. these shows were really like intricate and they really fit around the host personality. And so when I started podcasting, I was like, I want to make sure this fits my personality. So like even these small little details, like, you know, you listen to the music. Okay. You know that I like blues, you know, that I like rock, you know, that Mm -hmm. I like R and B. Like these are like little cues. Like I try to put a little bit of myself into each show. Like I think a good host should. Yeah. While still discussing, you know, a topic that I'm, find you know really interesting or really appealing that i think would work so it's kind of like a double-edged sword kind of thing um i taught myself how to use GarageBand, and i taught myself you know how to adjust audio and things like that so you know even though i don't have like you know the million dollar setup i still work my ass off every week to try to make these episodes sound like at least i have like a 500 hundred dollar setup but realistically i I invested like a hundred dollars to get started and that's all i did well, it's amazing now with the technology where it is that you don't have to spend a ton of money oh, yeah. to, to make something sound really cool. It's like you said, Doug, you have to put the time into it. And especially with guys, you know, that are self-taught, you know, it takes watching all those tutorials and putting all that in. So it's it's paying off. You know, you, you can definitely tell. Uh, one of the questions I had for you, because you're, you're kind of a sports guy. You know your yeah. stuff. Yeah. And... So I've been waiting because I am not a sports guy. I'm a I'm a sort of a fan on the side. I'm a Houston Texans fan. I know you like the Cowboys, so hopefully we can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know we'll, no one admits to liking the Texans, right? We'll still be friends. Uh, I'm not gonna say. Okay, that. okay. I'm not At gonna bash not, anybody's team. I mean, no. At I'm, least I'm, I'm not from Philly. Yeah, no, please don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, that that point, I'm gonna just say, hey man, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it, but. Uh, I had to maybe turn my face this way a little bit. That's funny. So my question from a novice armchair quarterback guy to someone that has more of a subject matter expert, when I think back to 2020 and like all the like cancellations with all the teams, like whether it be college or the NFL or any, any sport, like can they really say they were the champions, you know what I mean, of – like, is 2020 going to have an asterisk by it when got the guys are at the bar and they're bragging about their win? They go, well, yeah, but it was 2020. Or is it even harder during a pandemic to maintain a team? I think, you know, if we're talking in the realm of sports, you know, it, anybody that looks at the sports that happened throughout 2020, like, you know, first and foremost, you know, you start out with the World Series. Uh, that was like one of the big uh, hurrahs of 2020 at first. And then you move on to like the NBA finals. And then, you know, we got into the the football season and, you know, both college and NFL. I mean, you know, it was presumptuously, it was business as usual. Okay. Um, you know, you still put the pads on, you know, you still put your Nikes on, you still get out onto the court, you still get out onto the the diamond, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, you know, you, you play your game, you do what you're paid to do. Uh, so for, Anybody that would say that, like, you know, you put an asterisk by 2020 and be like, oh, yeah, you know, it was 2020. For them, I mean, I would say nah. Like, you know, okay. this is this is the same thing, if not even harder. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at teams from California, for example. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a story earlier this year 
about um, I think it was the Los Angeles Rams. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe either them or the um, San Francisco 49ers. Cause I forgot the Rams are. Yeah. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers and a bunch of these California teams, they were like, well, you know, thanks to California law and all the COVID pandemic nonsense, like, they couldn't have practices. They couldn't play their games. So they had uh, to spend even more time away from family. And then, you know, as an athlete, you know, I think I said this back on one of my other episodes, like these athletes are people just like right, you and me. Yeah. Like, they have lives, they have bills, they have mortgages. Uh, they probably have a bigger salary than we do, but you know, still like the same stress of life mm-hmm, affects right. everybody the same way. So if anybody says that, you know, Oh, we should put an asterisk next to 2020. Absolutely not. Okay. They, they played hard on and off the court, the field, whatever, you know, sport you're into the ice. Uh, yeah. I know hockey's a big thing right now. Like, I know a couple of guys that are trying to get me into it, but I mean, it's hockey. I mean, I, I, I can't really get into it. <laughs> you, you just can't go there with hockey. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit I'm trying. Um, I never thought I'd get into soccer until I started dating a Brazilian <laughs> um, and now I'm like all about soccer. Now I'll turn well, yeah, off you soccer have to, TV right? actually be able to sit there and understand what's going on now. So I'm trying to give hockey that same chance, but you, you know, know, we'll see what happens. One of the things that I like about hockey, and this again is from a non-sports guy, but how they kind of let them get their frustrations out a little bit. Like they sort of let them knock each other around. And I asked a hockey fan one this one time, like, why do, why do they do that? Is that just for show? And they go, no, no, they need to let them blow off steam because they could really hurt each other out there. Is that kind of your understanding? Yeah, I I take it back to a time where um, I was first told about hockey. My dad mm-hmm. used to make these jokes. And my dad told me one time, or at least I overheard him with his friend, he was like, you know, I was watching a fight once and a hockey game broke out. And that's kind of like, you know, the, the, the interlaying joke of hockey. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those more physical, more athletic sports. I feel like it's definitely up there on the pinnacle of sports. I feel terrible because I do consider myself like a big sports fan and I yeah. haven't really paid that much attention to hockey. But I know those are like some of the best athletes, some of the most conditioned athletes out there on the planet. Mm. Yeah, no. I mean, you have, there's so many, so many aspects that goes into it. Like you have to be able to friggin' ice skate, you know, like <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a sport on all of itself just right there. Yeah. Olympics, man. That's what they do. You know, they yeah. got like a, they got like five different events for ice skating. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> I got on a pair of ice skates once uh, here in Atlanta. They always put an ice rink at uh, Atlantic station in Midtown. Oh yeah. And- How'd you do? not good no it was <laughs> it was uh it wasn't good it was, i can go rollerblade for yeah. days but ice skating and me we just i don't know one day one day i'll get it one day i'll jump out there yeah. and just do perfect for like a whole day and then i'll be like that's it i'm done i retire i'm i'm one and oh yeah out. yeah i don't know i waited too long i tried to snowboard for the first time in my like mid-30s and it was embarrassing because these little kids are just carving up the mountain around me. And I'm just old guy, like trying to just make it down in one piece. And it was, uh, I, I realized then like there's some things that are just harder to learn later on in life. Not that you can't, but you know, sometimes it's best to leave it alone. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I haven't tried snowboarding or, or skiing yet. Um, uh, but I'm a big fan of the sports. Uh, I love yeah. watching those like X games. Uh, I'll watch the Olympics, but, you know, I'm a big fan of those. One day, you know, I'll finally get my shit together and be able to go try it, and it'll be <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, 
kind of switching gears for a second, one of the things you cover a lot of topics on your show, you know, yeah. sports, obviously, and then you're able to talk about controversial things without, I think I could have two people that are polar opposites listening to your show. And I don't think either one of them would get offended by it, but you're able to address like these controversial topics. Like, um, you had an episode with Brandon from the starting nowhere podcast. Yeah. That was and, a good one. And he, you guys spoke at length about like the freedom of speech and how it pertains to Amazon kicking off parlor, you know, off AWS. Mm -hmm. And um, I just thought it was really well done the way that you were able to discuss that without really, it was almost like you were discussing sports because it was, uh, you know, you're just being matter of fact about what's going on with the with different players involved. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And I think, a lot of the and, and a lot of more um, what I would consider maybe controversial topics are going to be coming in March. You know, like mm. most of the people that follow us on social, you know, they they know that I'm gearing up for surgery and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing like a lot of laid back episodes as of recent. And but, you know, we're, we're diving into these. And my, my main philosophy diving into what some people may consider uncomfortable or controversial is very simply put. If you're talking about these topics in a sense of where, you know, you can say, I see your side and I see your side, but just know I'm going to talk about both of your sides and then I'm going to give my input as well. Mm. It's, it goes more to that. And I think that comes from like where I grew up, I grew up with all crowds of people. Uh, I grew up with LGBT. Uh, I grew up with the redneck Hicks. I mm. grew up with, you know, uh, a lot of people that are involved in black lives matter. Now, um, you know, I grew up with, you know, Asian kids, Hispanic kids, all kinds of kids, you know, from yeah. everywhere. And I got along with everybody. Hmm. I never didn't get along with people, uh, except for those people that thought they were too good and their shit didn't stink. Those people I didn't get along with. Yeah, yeah. But I think it comes from that. I think, you know, when you come from a place where you've grown up with people and you've seen different people's views and their aspects and everything – it's not necessarily like I'm trying to bend to people's sensitivities. It's just, I know how to speak hmm. and I really channel that. And then, you know, one day, let's say somebody writes me or somebody messages me and says, Hey, you're wrong. I'll say, okay, explain to me how I'm wrong. And if there's basis behind it, I'll be like, cool. That's something new. I just learned now I'm not going to be wrong anymore, Yeah, but I'm never going to apologize for anything that I say. Right. Yeah. I, I really uh, like the description in your show about, you know, we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And when it, when it comes to listening to each other, I think that's what you're talking about really, right? Yeah, Is, uh, absolutely. Just, you know, listening to somebody from a different perspective. And um, it's, it's so easy, I think, to kind of get into that information bubble and just shut everybody else out. I know I'm guilty of it, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, uh, it's refreshing to hear those conversations. Yeah, no, and I think those conversations, especially in today's age, uh, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. You know, you see it on the news and, you know, you, you see it through um, social media and mainstream media. And, you know, it, it's starting to spread where everybody is like culturally, culturally sensitive, hmm. uh, you know, where if they hear something that doesn't sound familiar to them yeah, and they don't want to hear about it because people, you know, translate familiarity into comfortability. Right, and you're, yeah. you're comfortable with what you're familiar with, but nobody wants to see anything unfamiliar. And I think that's where you miss 
a lot of the world. That's where that narrow-minded black and white kind of view comes into fold. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, my, my family, you know, I was born and raised here in the South. My family is a very old school South kind of family. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't name any of my family's names, but I will say there are people in my family that aren't necessarily open-minded. They're not open. Right. And yeah. for me growing up, a lot of these people that like my family would say, no, you shouldn't talk to them. No, you shouldn't be around them. Shouldn't spend time with them or whatever. Some of these people are my best friends now, huh. you know, through all walks of life. Yeah. You know, and I think the more you close your mind to these uncomfortable conversations, you know, you need to get comfortable with it because once you yeah. start to learn about something uncomfortable, that becomes familiar to you. And then that familiarity becomes comfortability. Mm. So talking about things that are uncomfortable makes you more comfortable with them. There you go. Yeah. We have kind of a shared past because I'm from Arkansas and uh, now I live in Texas. But, you know, I can relate with you when you talk about certain family members not being very open-minded. I think we know exactly what what we're talking about there. And I'm curious, I, I, I sort of knew, I guess maybe middle school, that, uh, you know, maybe my parents and people that loved me and had the best of intentions were maybe full of shit about mm. some of the assumptions that they made for people. Was it, what age did you kind of like realize, okay, maybe they're not right? Uh, for me, it was actually um, in the sixth grade. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Sixth grade, when I first uh, started middle school, I grew up in a really rural area. And at this point, I was still in Georgia. I grew up in a really rural area, rural kind of community. Yeah. And I moved to what I would say more of like a suburb type area. Now, I was familiar with this area because obviously, you know, as a kid, you know, I was raised like, you know, we're just two counties apart. So, you know, we would go back and forth. And when I got transferred um, to the school and I, I don't I, I want to know, you know, is it cool if I speak candidly um, oh, on your program? Absolutely. So I put it to you like this. There was me and 14 other kids that were the only white kids in the school. And that's what immediately opened me up to being like, okay, well, certain members of my family tell me that you shouldn't hang out with other kids like this because they all had their stereotypes. Yeah. Well, I made friends with some really cool Hispanic kids. Great. You know, the, I don't know what the problem with black people was back then. I don't understand. Like even today I'm, I'm still so confused because I have some of my most, I don't want to sound like a walking cliche, but like some of my best friends from my my past yeah. are people that my parents can't stand, or not my parents rather, but the certain family members can't stand because they're black. Yeah, and I I never understood that, and then I started to transition into high school, and that's when I got introduced to the LGBT community. Um, I was I was really good friends with a guy uh, from seventh grade all the way to ninth or tenth, and. He came out to me one day. He said, hey, bro, guess what, man? I want to let you know I'm gay. I was like, all right, cool. So huh. we going to play football after school or what? Like, yeah, these these are the type of things that like I just I open my mind to because yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. There's tons of people telling me not to do these things, not mm-hmm. to be friends with certain people and not to, um, you know, not to not stereotype people. But the more I opened my mind, the more I experienced these things. I was like, bro, we're all just people. Yeah. Like everybody's different. And you can learn a lot more from, you know, talking to somebody that you thought originally that you would never speak to because 
you you learn about them. You learn yeah. things. And not only do you learn about them, they can teach you things to apply to your own life. And you're pretty much just blocking that out. Oh, yeah. If you stick to your roots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where you come from. So I think that's really when it hit for me. And it's just kind of transitioned from there. Yeah. Um, ever since graduation, you know, I've, I've intentionally surrounded myself with people that are different than me. Hmm. There you go. Because then it, it, it makes you grow, you know, and it makes you a better person because of it. I, uh, I really dig your, uh, the lies of society series. Oh uh, yeah. Are we, are we going to hear some more of that soon? Yeah. I know lies of society. Um, it was a funny story about lies of society, actually. Um, it was something originally like when I was planning the show that I knew I wanted to do, I wanted to make it kind of like a, a little series. And when I actually released lies of society, part one, it was more of like, I don't know what I was feeling that day, but I, I released it kind of, uh, I don't know if I want to release this or not, but okay, let's, you know, release it. Cause I wasn't sure, um, you know, if I was really hitting what I wanted to hit. Hmm. And, uh, and then I started getting some really good feedback from it. Yeah. And people were like, you know, this is really cool. Like, you know, this is stuff that you really don't hear about. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, no, Lives of Society part two is probably going to come out uh, towards the end of March, early okay, April. Okay, cool. And I think I'm going to do a continuation of that, probably add a new Lives of Society every other month kind of thing. Yeah. No, that's it's really cool. I can't wait for the next one. The Now, that particular episode was a solo one. And mm-hmm. I love how you kind of mix it up. You've got a few different styles going on. You know, you have your solo episodes, then you have guests, and sometimes you have multiple guests. You seem pretty connected, like, with the podcast scene. Is that just with Brandon and your friends from... Um, starting nowhere or you know i'm uh i guess my main question I, i'm curious you know who your favorite podcasts are out there the ones that inspired you so the, the, i have two podcasts that i consider the godfathers of soul society podcast and they were my two friends podcast um one is the perspective mindset of zach and malcolm episode hmm. six uh zach came out he was actually my first person that i knew uh, like that I actually know, like I can, I hang out with that uh, came on my show. Yeah. And then another one is Blackball Podcast. And that one's ran by my uh, really good friend, Pierce, um, formerly a part of Murder the Media Group. But then after the events on Capitol uh, Hill, uh, I guess Murder the Media kind of got shut mm. down and banned a little bit from uh, censorship issues that's, that's that bad are bad timing place. for a good but, name <laughs> yeah it was a it was a great fucking name but somebody um <laughs> somebody put the name on the door at the capitol building so then uh, they started taking a lot of heat from it so yeah. a lot of things transpire from there but there's there's a lot of podcasts that i talk to and that i communicate with like uh, back on episode three perfect example i had justin thomas on from a clearly confused podcast mm-hmm. i met him through a facebook group uh, podcasting Facebook group. And I was just yeah. looking for advice and guidance and, um, me and him have still never met, but we talk every day. Oh, wow. Like, we communicate and, you know, we, we have great rapport and, you know, we talk every day and like, sometimes we just shoot shit other times. Like if I need to ask him anything podcast related, he's there to help. And that goes for a lot of podcasts, um, around like, for instance, Ashley from studying Scarlet's, uh, podcast, uh, she really helped me out in a big way. And we oh, know, really? we don't know each other. Like huh. we just met uh, through this great podcast community. I never knew that the podcast community was so open and was so full of really great people. Uh, obviously there are some bad eggs. Hmm. Um, you know, I had a show 
that I was a guest on and they did the recording. And then, you know, they, they messaged me back at that time and they were like, Hey, you know, uh, we, we need to redo the recording. And I was like, okay, well, I'm a little booked. I'm a little busy. Yeah. And they were like, well, either you do the recording with us or, you know, they they were talking something crazy. Like, you know, they were going to release it out and they were going to like make fun of it or whatever. Oh, really? And I was like, okay, cool. So obviously, you know, every group has the bad eggs. Every group has yeah. the good eggs, but overall, just to say I have a favorite podcast. Uh, I mean, I could sit here for days and name yeah. podcasts that I listen to and podcasts that I'm a really big fan of, but the podcast community is just absolutely incredible. You know, that was one of the big surprises for me when I started this. Um, you know, I really had only heard of the the big podcasts when I got into it, like Serial, you know, of course, like, you know, Marin and those guys. But I I had no idea that there was this just, you know, sea of really interesting indie podcasts going on. And like you said, they're all just sort of here to help each other out for the most part. Um, and it's just been kind of a, uh, I don't know, it restored my faith in humanity a little bit <laughs> to see how well people were getting along <laughs> in the yeah, podcast no, community. Yeah, it, it does that. It's it's crazy. And that, you know, I say this to anybody that listens to this or listens to any episode of any mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, this can be you. Like, you know, me in my personal life, I never thought that I would be able to dedicate time but like you know I, I dedicate time to my show and just like you know i'm sure you do to yours oh yeah you know we we both dedicate time and like anybody can do this yeah um but you know it, it takes commitment it takes that dedication it's gonna be sometimes where you record an episode you listen to it back before you hit publish and you're like nah i need to re-record that whole thing and like you'll do that and that's <laughs> just a part of it but i think you know this this is a great community and um that's why I'm I'm happy to announce I'm working on uh, actually starting an independent podcast network. Uh, oh, nice! Similar to iPods, Multitude, and Radiotopia, there are some of the big ones out there. Yeah. But you know, it's it's crazy. You know how how just involved you can get. The podcast is more than just picking up a mic. There's community. There's relationships. Mm -hmm. You build a rapport with your fan base. The list goes on. So anybody that wants to do a podcast, I definitely recommend at least trying it. Oh yeah, I try to talk all my friends into doing one because they will message me and they say, "Oh man, it's so cool, you know, that we can listen to the podcast and we feel like we hang out with you." And I'm like, "Well, you should have a podcast so I can, you know, hear about your life." Uh, but it's so true, man. I mean, it's the the barrier of entry is now super low. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. I wanted to. Uh, you know, say thank you for, uh, you know, your, your show in particular. I mean, I, I, I was really surprised when I got your message and I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is a really great podcast. I think I listened to like, you know, your last three episodes and I was like, you know, his words are literally what I think on the daily. Oh, wow. So I was like, <laughs> no, Brad is that guy. Yeah. No, we man, like thank Brad. You. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's uh very flattering, man. I, uh, I appreciate that. And it's sort of the same, you know, I, uh, I don't know what made me message you. It's just sort of, I don't really, I, I interview people from kind of all over. Some people I know, some people, you know, I watch a YouTube that they make and it's cool. Um, but you know, with you, it was, uh, it was kind of the same experience on this end. Like I'm listening and I'm going, man, this, I love the way that he lays out these topics, you know, and he just kind of 
doesn't really take a side. He's just dissecting it from sort of a, a philosophical point of view. And it just, man, I really can't wait to see where it goes next. Yeah, no, man, I'm excited. Uh, you know, we got, we have some pretty big plans. Um, you know, we have the recovery series uh, that's launching uh, tomorrow, February uh, the 10th. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, recovery series is basically like last week I recorded uh, 10 or 11 episodes just to be able to put out for the recovery series. So I'm not going to be necessarily recording the way I want to record Yeah, because I'm going to be recovering. Right, so yeah. I still have these episodes and they're like, you know, alongside some great other podcasts from the community. Um, I'm doing one for Valentine's day with my girlfriend and huh. you know, we're going to introduce my audience to, you know, let them know I'm not bullshitting. I have a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, if there's any fangirls out there, I'm sorry, but you know, and didn't do that. You know, we're, we're trying out some new things this month. Uh, we're trying, uh, we did a soul society podcast, talk sports. Um, uh, oh, cool. Sunday. I was really wrong about that one guys. So I apologize. I was incredibly wrong about that pick. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of the month, we're doing soul society talks crimes. Oh, where wow. We have a crime podcast coming on and they brought a crime and, we're talking about the crime. So, you know, we're just kind of mixing and matching right now, just kind of no, doing love a little bit of everything. And somebody asked me the other day, they're like, you know, what's the basis of your show? I was like, well, the basis of my show is pretty simple. Uh, you know, soul is society. So I'm kind of just going to tap into all things about society. Like, you know, yeah. all the different avenues that society can go while still, you know, bringing up those uncomfortable topics that maybe you don't want to hear about, but maybe you should. Yeah, no, I think uh, I kind of relate with a little bit of that because I've had a hard time answering that question when people would ask me like, oh, what's your podcast about? Like, well, sometimes I talk about UFOs. Sometimes I talk about simulation theory. You know, I, sometimes I talk about, you know, uh, eating more vegetables. You know, like it's just, <laughs> I kind of throw a dart. Whatever shiny ball sort of catches my my eye that week, you know, I kind of yeah, just chase it. I think it's harder for people like me and you, um, you know, for people like me and you, like we're not based on one theme. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not based. Uh, and that's one thing I really wanted to make clear when I started podcasting is like, I have multitude of interests. I'm yeah. not going to just base my show around one interest, which, you know, it's nothing against the shows that do. Uh, right. By all means, there's some great shows that stick to the same topics every week. And that's awesome because they make it work. Mm -hmm. I just know that for me personally, if I did that every week, I would lose my mind because <laughs> like, here we go. Another week, another crime, yeah. another week, another diet, another week, <laughs> another fortune cookie. Like I, I couldn't do that. Like that wouldn't be me. Like I, yeah. I just wouldn't be able to do that. But I think, you know, having the name Solus um, and for people that know the show or you go and look up the show, you'll see the very clearly that I agree with South Park, uh, gingers don't have souls. Um, so I really thoroughly embrace that. I'm a really big fan of saying that. Oh, I wondered how that landed with, you know, people of the yeah. redhead community. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, I consider myself to be like the elite ginger. Oh, really? Um, and what I there's mean by layers? that. layers? Yeah, yeah. I think there is different layers. I think like, you know, there's, uh, you know, you got your so-so gingers, right? You know, okay. that are like messing with their hair and stuff. And like, you know, they're not necessarily thorough gingers, but like, then you got your like ginger gingers and then you got your like elite gingers. Like, um, and for me, like most of the gingers that I know 
uh, I always tell everybody, two gingers, you'll barely ever see them together. Really? For some reason, the egos huh. are just so big. Uh, it's like the Highlander, I, right? Like, you're yeah. The only one. No, you can't do it. Like, I had a ginger girlfriend one time, and, like, we almost killed each other. Uh, it was crazy. <laughs> like, her ego would try to outdo my ego. So, of course, I would take that as a challenge, and I'd be like, nah, yeah. uh, my ego. Like, <laughs> Now, is this a known thing? Like, if two people meet, they're like, ooh, can I mean, it you? should be. It should be a known thing. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. Like, you know, it's it'll build up over time. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. One day it'll be just that point and you'll just be like, oh, that's what Dustin meant. All right, cool. I'm going to see this at some point when people can hang out again. <laughs> so you said something that caught my ear. You recorded 11 episodes last week? Yes. Yeah, I did. That's a, okay. For anybody out there that's not a podcaster, that's unreal. Like, I think my record is like knocking out two and I thought I was, you know, uh, like Joe Rogan or something, I was just going to drop my mic at the end. But 11 episodes, that's a, that's very admirable, man. Yeah, I mean, originally I didn't plan on 11, but like I was sitting uh, in our little office with my girlfriend the other day, and I knew that, you know, I was going to end up having surgery uh, yeah. around this time. So this was about like two weeks ago, and we were sitting here, and I was looking at the calendar, and I was like, well, let's see. I got an episode coming out this week. Uh, I have one backlog episode that I could mm -hmm. release out. And then I started looking and potentially thinking, well, you know, the extent of my oral and jaw surgery, that's the surgery that I'm getting. Yeah. I was like, you know, I may not be able to speak for a while mm -hmm. or, you know, it might take me a while they to told you how long that's going to take. Uh, yeah, they, they gave me their estimation, okay. uh, but it, it goes a little further than that when you're dealing with like implants and stuff like you have uh, to get yeah. to the implants and, things of that nature. But, you know, they told me they were like, you know, it could be like X number of days or X number of weeks. So I was all like, right. all right, well, let me go ahead and plan for the worst because I really appreciate the people that listen to my show and I want them to have some content. Yeah. And so I made a post on Twitter, on Facebook, I um, on Instagram, and I reached out to other podcasts. I said, hey, PodFam, listen, I'm trying to record, you know, episodes to you know, while I'm recovering and the response that I got was awesome. Oh, that's the response great. response that I got was, you know, people were hitting me up and before I knew it, I had like seven episodes ready to like, you know, scheduled and record and Zoom yeah. calls. And then, you know, I did those seven and I was like, all right, cool. We got seven. That's fine. Yeah. And then like, I had another idea. I had another idea for a topic and I was yeah. like, well, let me reach out to somebody and see if they'd be interested. And they were. And then I was like, I should probably do two more. And then I did two more. Wow. And before I knew it, like, you know, in four, four days, yeah, I think it was in like four days. On the fourth day, I was doing my 11th recording. And my <laughs> girlfriend asked me, she was like, how many recordings have you done? And I went to GarageBand and I looked at the files and <laughs> I was like, 11. She's like, I think you're good. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> we might be okay. We might be, <laughs> we might be all right. <laughs> well, man, where can we find the soulless podcast what's what's the ways to get a hold of you and to find out what you're doing absolutely uh if anybody wants to find soul society podcast you know as always you, know, you guys can hit us up on twitter facebook and instagram uh we're pretty active on there not sure if we're going to keep the facebook around but if it's there you guys can definitely find it and our podcast comes out uh weekly sometimes there's two episodes a week sometimes there's three episodes a week but there's always at least one episode a week 
on all your major platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, like the whole nine yards. Well, thank you, Dustin. It's, uh, it's really been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been a, this has been a real humbling honor, a real great experience. What a cool dude, right? I mean, I just hit him up on Twitter at like, I don't know, 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon. And by three o'clock, we already making plans to record this episode. So I appreciate you, Dustin, for being on the show. That's the Soulless Society podcast. You can find them on all the podcatchers out there. I'll link all the places that you can find them in the show notes, as well as all the places you can find me. You can start out at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Reach out to me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast at gmail.com. I'll also include a nifty little Spotify playlist for you. Nice little Easter egg there in the uh, show notes. Make sure you check that out. (laughs) Have a good week, and thank you so much for listening.